Goose house. All right. It already looks like the move into the Big 12 is paying dividends for Houston in things like out-of-conference scheduling. Yeah, let's get to it. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainsworth, that'll break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan, which is a hater can step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we get the latest in the Cougs into your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. As an everyday, it's good to see you again. We're just over 1,050 subscribers. I'd say 1,050. At 12.50, we'll be giving away one of these hats. Right, a little cougar on the front, but a little locked-on logo on the side there. Nice nice hat going on. Had that made up. You know, that, uh, that's a one-of-one. One. We'll be giving another, so I guess it'll be one-of-two, away at 12.50. So make sure you hit subscribe down below and get us there to make sure you are entering the contest. Once we get to 12.50, we're going to give us away that is someone that is you know, liking and commenting on things. So... The question that kind of stumped some of my kids, again, I do teach history, but the question they today was, did we invent math or discover it? Now, fun stuff going on here today because a lot of uh, kind of like a news dump going on here in the first second time with some stuff that came out today and how that all kind of ties to Houston moving the Big 12 and kind of growing as a program. Um, three big pieces of news in that first segment. The second segment, I'll talk some of the offensive line because we had some more troubling portal news on Thursday, um, but nothing we can't get over if Friday goes well. And then in the last segment, we talk about the baseball team and their series this weekend. But first, let's talk some about uh, the big news on Thursday. In both football and basketball, you had big non-conference games scheduled for men's basketball. It sounds like there would be a game against Texas A&M on December 16th. Uh, 2023, obviously, played at Toyota Center. It looks like it's going to be part of a package paired up with a Texas versus LSU game. Uh, I read it as Texas LSU would happen first, and then the you know main event would be following the appetizer, and uh, that is uh, Houston and Texas A&M. Now, with that said, it's a awesome to have those four fan bases in the Toyota Center all for one day. But also, it or B, it is this like culmination of things for the Houston Cougar basketball team as they've elevated themselves into the national storylines. Um, you know, just last, I guess, was that November? So I guess technically fall, winter. Um, they played against St. Mary's in the uh, Battleground 2K22 at the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth. And we heard from, in the media available stuff with the coach afterwards from St. Mary's that, you know, St. Mary's kind of fell into that game because major D1 teams were not really willing to play Houston, a loss to Houston. It was, was going to, you know, hurt their resume, but a win over Houston was like, oh, so maybe Houston's just a small town, small time school, right? Um, we figured out by the end of the season that was not the case, but that's Houston was running into trouble getting people to come play them in Battleground 2K22. Um, whereas the game right before them featured AM and Boise, but AM wasn't going to come up and play Houston in that game, right? They weren't going to fulfill that deal. Um, this is clearly showing that that's shifting some. Now, I don't think AM ducked Houston quite in that. I think they probably had some preordained thing with Boise. But what you do see in this is the Houston men's basketball program 
getting a shot at some big boys right away. I mean, Texas A&M's in the SEC. Uh, they did knock off Alabama at the end of the regular season last season. Um, they're not like what I'd call a strong basketball team uh, as far as like their wins and losses. They are kind of trending in the right direction by the end of last season. Um, they've got a young team. Uh, they didn't have a whole lot of guys leave in the transfer portal, um, which you would think for the kind of season they had. A- anyway, um, I say that, I guess they, they finished wrong when they should. Anyway, they're doing moving the right direction. It's a big, big step for Houston to be a big, big, fun game. I think this is also the kind of thing that while Houston and AM are not going to be in the same conference, and frankly, Houston and Texas will not be in the same conference um, for more than one season, these kinds of games are the things that you get to play in if you're in the Power Five. I mean, Big 12 will also be playing against uh, the Big East. Uh, the, they have like a showdown. They also have the SEC thing. Um, the Big 12 gets to do a bunch of different things in the basketball season because, hey, you get to play more non-conference games. But also, it's like this coveted Big 12 basketball. Other conferences want to stack up against them and see how they do. And this is why you go into those conferences, right? These kinds of money-making events, these kinds of big, like, marquee matchups for the fans that's why you do these things that's the benefit of playing this big conference and houston you know growing into that is really really nice doesn't hurt that samson samson and company have built a program that i would anticipate beats AM. like i would expect like to be favored in vegas in that game not just because it's at toyota center which in the city of houston there are plenty of AM fans in houston that can make that feel like a 50 50 split um but really more because they're going to be good, right? Like, like those, those are how I feel about that. Um, the other side of this coin is that it also has helped the football program, right? Uh, obviously, we talked about the conference schedule yesterday. Go check that out. I mean, obviously, it's the every day or you listen. But if somebody else can tell your buddy, go check that one out, right? Um, but Duarte of the Houston Chronicle reported first that Houston is, I believe I'm reading this correctly, is officially uh, in talks about officially in talks about night you know i'm not saying he's not reporting what he's hearing but that's just interesting to hear right um but a home and home series with the university of washington yes that washington from the pac 12 um starting as soon as 2024 right so like literally the next schedule release could have the university of washington on it now it is interesting because houston has that single spot on the 2024 thing uh, schedule open. And then theoretically trying to play in the 2025, they got a couple more spots open. Um, other future power five things that as far as like non-conference games, Houston has scheduled are they're playing Colorado. Yes. Dion Dion's Colorado and 25 and 26 uh, Utah, which is still like, I still struggle with as a power five, but it is, it, it's been the back 12 for a long time. Now I'm just slow. Um, 26 and 27. And then, they will get to play LSU in 27. So that 27 side's got a couple games. Utah and Colorado, if they're not in the back tw- in the Big 12 by then, is in the 2026 season. Uh, and then now 24 and 25, we're talking about seeing Washington for a couple. So that's big, big trips. Um, for what it's worth, the 2024 slot, uh, 24-24 slate also has UNLV and Boise State. Um, that's that's a lot of big time names in your non-conference play. And Houston's getting those games again as a power five program. Now I would argue that some of the schools also want to poach some Houston kids in their recruiting and say, Hey, we'll have a home game in Houston and play in front of your family. And if Houston continues to build a program like they should, I say, bring it on and we'll beat you in front of them and show you why to stay at home. Right. But on the inverse, it's chances to build your resume for the expanding college football playoff um, and kind of continue to elevate the program some down the line. None of this happens, however, without Houston joining the Big 12. I, 
you can see in the non-conference we had before our non-con teams were like Kansas. Now Kansas was good. That I, I tell you, like Kansas played really well the first half of the season last year. I understand that. You and I both do, I guess. But at a national level, that's just not going to have the same kind of cachet that these games now will. And Houston's getting these games as a Big Twelve team, right? And and that's a big, big thing and a big, big step in the right direction for the program. As a whole, I think that for the programs as a whole, you'll continue to see these kinds of things happen, especially if Samson and Samson and company build up the basketball team like they should or like they have so far. You're going to see real, real games potentially played. I just hope they don't play any outside on those military airline carriers. Not because it's not really cool and like a cool experience for the troops. Power to them. Those, that is a cool thing to do because shooting basketball outside is hard. Uh, the, if you go like check the, the field goal percentage in those games, it's always wildly low because like the, you're all you're all moving, you're, you're in the water. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, this is a big step forward for the program, both basketball and football. As I see them both step forward, a potential step backward for the football program also was announced on Thursday. But first, something is coming, and it is very very exciting now that's something that's come from built and it's going to built.com tomorrow if you listen to this on friday on april 22nd i don't have all the details yet but the excitement is real and it's something you don't want to miss if you know how built works they have the most incredible protein bars in the world and they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantity limited limited so mark your calendars to head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd, to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't see, I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. Make sure you use promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Now, I, okay, so I was asking comments and yesterday was when I also did this to like give what I think it could be. I have to admit, I have no clue. So don't, you know, don't run with this and da, 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 all those kinds of things. I wonder if we're getting into the summertime, if you're going to see something almost like with a refreshing, they've already got fruits and strawberries and stuff like that. Huh? Huh? Thinking, thinking. Uh, I should have done this beforehand, but I'm thinking something mango-y, pineapple for the summer. But I would almost wonder, like, how could you combine that with chocolate? I don't think about chocolate and mango, but maybe you Anyway, I'm thinking of the summertime flavor, if I'm going real serious. And they've got a bunch of stuff with coconut already in it, so I'm going to lean away from the coconut. Uh, tell me what you think it could be down below. Here's what I will say. Built Bar's flavors can get really fun really easily, really fast. And they're pretty healthy protein bars. Up to 17 grams of protein, usually about 140 calories, depending on the flavor. Like they're really, really good for you to go check that out at built.com. Use promo code locked on 15 to tell them that we sent you. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so... I said there was a big step backwards to use the football program. And I guess truthfully that step backwards is like as big or small as um, 
Well, as you want to make it, right? Because on Thursday, do you have a date right today? Yeah, today's on Thursday, Lance Robinson, who started right tackle for Houston for most of 2022, entered the transfer portal. Again, he had 11 starts last year, and he was at Middle Tennessee before that. Um, that's a big blow to the Houston Cougars. Um, he was a starter. Now, I will say that had people been healthy all season, I don't know if he was slotted to be a starter on purpose, um, but he got to start most of the games anyway, right? Um, his replacement, I would assume, would be the guy he kind of, you know, I would assume it's Ruben Uge. Um, Ruben is, you know, a guy that you've had some health concerns about in the past, but theoretically would be able to get the job done very, very well. A very, very talented kid. That's why he's stayed here for the Big 12 uh, jump. Um, scores really well on pro football focus, right? Like fourth offensive lineman in the entire American athletic conference. He just only got to play a couple games last year. Right. So I think that's a strong guy to replace him, but I think the qualm and worry for Houston, were not necessarily about the replacement one at a one-to-one ratio kind of thing. Um, but it's another Houston Cougar offensive lineman heading into the transfer portal. In fact, you know, based on how you're counting things, Houston's going to have trouble having a two deep, much less a three deep across the offensive line, unless something dramatically changes. Now I will say like, you've got Patrick Paul, Patrick Paul's a pro. If you are looking and you enjoy offensive line play, Patrick Paul is a pro book it now. Um, Again, I think Tank Jenkins is going to be pretty strong next season. As we move into the 12, I think he looks ready for it last season. um, Ruben Unige, again, when he's healthy, he's very, very good. Um, we have heard great things of the transfer in Jalen Garth, who came from University of Texas at Austin. And I'm excited to see what a giant like Shamar Hobdi Lee that just got here from FIU will do. But the worry has become very quickly. you got to do more than just replace it a one-to-one because you're going to run out of bodies. Offensive linemen are really tough. They're really physical. And that position will just naturally run through people. And you need to have... Guys to rotate in and take some hits in the second and third quarter to give your guys a break if they're, you know, guys that are a little banged up. Um, maybe take, honestly, guys to practice against and give, like, injured guys rest, at, like, rest days at practice. Like, that's how offensive line rotations work throughout the week, too, right? Um, you also need to make sure that you have, frankly, I always say and when I'm coaching, hey, we got to have someone for, if, you know, Parker breaks shoelace, right? you got to have someone for if Patrick Paul breaks shoelace. And right now, you know, if that's Carson Jones, I think he'll be a really good football player, but he's really young and inexperienced. And you'd hope to get that experience rotating through some and then having the starting role after a year or so of rotating through, not just poof, just getting tossed in. I I understand the qualms about the depth. I also think that uh, it looks like Lindell Hudson, the second on another FIU guy. So we'd actually if we landed Lindell would have both FIU tackles from last season. Um, I understand the concern, but I do think that if they bring him in, it looks like they're up to 12 guys. I think there is some of this that is natural, both in the current college football landscape and in switching offensive line coaches. And so I want to not, I don't, it doesn't feel good to see guys go. So I don't mean to say that like, it's going to make you feel good about it. Um, but it, it does explain some things and feel natural. And it feels natural because, truthfully, while I don't know how different it will look on the field next season, based on what Iman Yagavi, the new offensive line coach, did at Tulane, and what we've seen Brandon Jones do at Houston a few years prior, they're going to move in a very different direction next season. Um, Houston was very, very good at pass blocking last year. 
one of the best in the country, not the American Athletic Conference, one of the best in America, right? But that's half of the game, half the game in, in offensive football, right? You also be able to run the football, especially um, to kind of spin some clock and get your defense break. I mean, frankly, how nice would it have been to have long drives to get your defense to blow in like that SMU game last year, right? Um, Nagavi, uh, while his uh, two-lane team did not quite have the pass protection that Houston has for the last couple of seasons, you saw what they did with uh, – like they ran the football down people's throats with undersized linemen. I mean, that is what he schematically does. That is what he – you know, from a mentality, culture – standpoint uh, mindset right that's what he brings to the table that's his mo um and so frankly you know that's a very different style of football and i appreciate if a kid is like i'm not going to excel in this this isn't going to make be the best for me like i got to find what's best for my career i i understand why a kid would get out of that if you were more of a pass blocking specialist i also get like just from a personality perspective he and jones seem to be fairly different nigavi that is and so I kind of get some people leaving. I just wish, um, I wish, A, we're one of those high school classes. We brought a bunch of high school offensive linemen, and we didn't. That was a predetermined thing about, like, in moving into the Big 12, you probably want to find your linemen from the transfer portal because you want more, like, college-sized guys or guys that are kind of already college-built as opposed to development projects. Um, and I get it, but at this point, it's feeling like, who. Who we aren't we aren't landing the guys, right? Um, now, if Lindell Hudson commits, we got twelve guys. Uh, there are plenty of teams that will have very successful seasons next year with like 13, 14. You don't need a whole lot because guys can learn to play a couple different spots, and you know you can figure it out. We're not that far away, but it does feel like we're running thin, especially when like we haven't seen the names on the field. Like Pancake Hunter will be a great offensive lineman. I, like Demetrius Pancake Hunter will be a great offensive lineman. His high school tape was great. Uh, the stuff you see in clips and stuff in the spring, he is developing. He's bigger, stronger, look like a leaner and using him as an example, probably too much, but next season might still be early in his development to go play big 12 guys, unless he actually has to, and we're going to root him on over the best. Right. Um, so that is to say that I understand the apprehension and worry about the room getting thin. I'm feeling kind of similar about it myself. However, I also have to keep telling myself that like, this is somewhat natural, somewhat to be expected. And like the sky is not falling. They just need a couple more guys and there is time. And truthfully, their starting group's good. You hope to not have to get out of the starting group a whole lot unless it's like by choice and or whatever. Um, so maybe maybe a couple more seconds may feel a whole lot different. We got time to transfer portal to figure it out. One other bit of transfer portal news on the defense side of the ball that is this not really news as much as it's um, just encouraging to see the marquee transfer of the transfer portal. It's a kid named bear Alexander was a rotational defensive lineman, got in the game a lot in the national championship game. And along that run for Georgia last season, he is from the DFW Metroplex, but he listed, you know, was it 18 schools, 16 schools that he was in contact with on Thursday and very prominently, in that list, in that graphic of the list of schools is the University of Houston. I think there's been like some fear, like, well, if Houston's not landing guys, does that mean they're not talking to guys? And I think time and time again, we do see that Houston is talking to the recruits, talking to the transfers, look going after and getting the guys. It's landing the guys that hurts. Moving to the power five will absolutely help. Um, but maybe I'm telling you right now, that D line, if they pull in Bear, Alex- Bear Alexander, if you listen to this, please. Think about what like Ed Oliver's pro careers looked like. 
and think about how much growth Houston has as a athletics department since then. And think about getting to do that in the Big 12. That can be you, big fella. You. Um, so I said it to say, aside from dropping my pin, which is apparently is just gone. Um, I say that to say that I hope Bear comes and, and helps turn this thing around. Um, in the third segment, I want to talk some about the baseball program because they have a fun series this weekend with Memphis. It's in Memphis, so I, I, I would tell you to go. But if you're in Tennessee, I guess drive over. Um, but it is in Memphis. So let's talk about that red hot baseball team. So um, worth pointing out that they are currently – just a game in a first place in the American and they're five games over 500. They have one series across the conference as well. So just a game out because I hadn't swept anybody, but you know, that's how that goes. I have to say the most impressive thing about this team though, is that they're five games over 500. Now they were five and 11, like just over a month ago, right? Or uh, less than a month ago, right? Um, early injuries, the pitching staff um, thought they were kind of out of it. When you're five and 11, your pitching staff speed up. It's like, why, why fight this good fight? Uh, let's go have some fun. See if we can get some dingers, right? Whatever. Um, and then they like open up a, a double AC play with a big series win over East Carolina and kind of actually got hot the week before that. Um, Cameron Nickens, obviously the week he had five hormones in a week kind of set jump started the whole thing. But in this, uh, you know, streak since that five and 11 start, this like very good baseball streak for them. Um, Malachi Lott is hitting 403. Zach Arnold is hitting 388. Justin Murray, 377. Brandon Oos is hitting 333. And Ian McMillan, 324. Anthony Tolomero is 322. They've got six guys over 300 since that 511 start. They have found the bats, folks. And frankly, none of that includes the Cameron Nickens five home run week, right? This is a strong baseball team with their bat. Um, it's been really, really fun to see that develop. And frankly, like the games are ex- because Houston's a team that relies so heavily on their offense. They're fun to watch. They're winning 14 to 13. They're winning 18 to five. Like, like they're putting up a ton of runs, run rulings. People uh, it's been like once a week for a couple weeks now. Um, really, really fun baseball team to watch. And one I'd encourage you to go check out as well. Uh, they play again at Memphis Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I saw one thing that said times TBD um, that may be old, but admittedly go check out this baseball team. It's a fun, fun team to watch. Uh, if you are at home, I do believe the games are all on ESPN plus, or at least uh, that was my understanding from the same graphic. So if that's an old graphic, my bad, um, I'm going to go cheer these guys on. I think it's a fun way to start the weekend. And frankly, as we do baseball this weekend, we know next week's going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of, football right we got an nfl draft coming at the end of it we got a couple of draft experts coming on to talk about where some cougs could end up into the nfl draft as we get ready to see those guys live out their childhood dream it's the most like i love that day of the year where you can see like a kid that has been dreaming about being in the pro since they were like five years old get to walk up the stage and put on that hat like that there's just something so so cool but i mean and they just signed a generate they're about to go sign a generational wealth life-changing contract they get to play the game they love at the professional level like all those things are super super cool and fun it's gonna happen to a couple cougars next weekend so we're spending next week talking about that you don't want to miss it make sure you don't want to miss it i think i said that right make sure you subscribe down below so you don't uh again at 1250 we're giving away 
another one of these hats. Go Cougs, right? Go, go Cougs, go Cougs. Um, all right. So <laughs> without further ado, hit subscribe down below, comment, like, let us know you came by. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to Locked on Cougs as your first listen of the day. If you're looking for a second listen of the day, um, honestly, I've been really impressed with how the offseason content's gone at Locked on College Basketball. So make sure you go check them out. You know, I'm a basketball guy. Go check out that for some nonstop year-round college basketball coverage. I wonder if they'll be talking about Houston and AM and Texas and LSU and that whole madness. Maybe we need to give Andy a text and let he yeah, maybe we let him he and Isaac know. Uh, anyway, make sure you go make them your second list of days. Thank you all so much for listening to Lockdown Kooks. Lockdown Kooks is a proud member of Lockdown Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Kooks.